Welcome to the Think Generation of Podcast, episode 27, and I am your host, Amir Estimo. And in today's episode, we have a great show for you, as I brought on my good buddy, Manny Bonellis, to share how to obtain funding for your business. If you're a small to medium-sized business, this is a great podcast for you. Also, could you do me a favor? Please subscribe and rate the show. Leave a re- review, whether you're in Apple or you're on Spotify. Please rate and review the podcast. Subscribe. If you enjoy the content, subscribe to this podcast as my goal is every Friday to drop an episode for you. Also, stay tuned to the end of the episode where I will be sharing my contact information. And now let's jump into the podcast with Manny Bonellis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Amir Estimo podcast, where today we will be talking about business funding with a good friend of mine, Manny Bornellis. Manny Manny is a native of Fort Myers, Florida, currently resides in Houston, Texas. His company, Access Capital Group, helps small to medium business owners obtain funding even when the banks say no. So we'll be talking about that in the podcast today. In return, this helps these business owners help improve their profitability, increase capacity, improve cash flow, and develop and maintain sustainability, and help also with growth and expansion. Everyone, welcome Manny Bonellis to the podcast. Thank you. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you so much, hey, uh, Mr. Amir Estimo. Um, I guess we're going to put everybody's government out there. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's an honor to be on your podcast, and um, uh, I want to congratulate you on this experience and this journey into entrepreneur. And I was very pleased and happy to to have a longtime friend, uh, a sandbox friend. I mean, we go back since Jacksonville, but we won't get into that. Um, where uh, so it's just an honor to be on this podcast and um, thank you again for inviting me thank you thank you brother i do appreciate you do coming on to the podcast and i know that's one thing we can't get you can't get time back we can always get money but time is is a big asset for everyone so i know you're going to come on the podcast today and share valuable information because i've always known you as someone that's always when you've had knowledge you, you've always been about uplifting especially in the black community knowledge sharing yep. pushing us each other you know, pushing us to be better you know as earlier we we're talking about you know, me and you I was, t- I was telling you something as an entrepreneur that I'm experiencing and you were talking about um, getting out of that comfort zone right so that was I've always known that about you, even though, and honestly, even though you're younger, but to me, it's, it's all about, you got to put your ego aside and learn, because you have more, when it comes, you have the experience as an entrepreneur, so you, this is why starting this podcast is reaching out and talking to small business owners and developing that community of like-minded, so that's why I thought of you, and I was like, Manny is one that's 
same thing. He's all about generational wealth, capital, uplifting each other. So thank you very much, bro, for coming on to the podcast. You're well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, uh, entrepreneurship isn't something that is um, taught in the traditional sense in school. Um, but, you know, I've always had an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial spirit because I've always had, like, people that believed in me. And um, believe it or not, you're, you're one of them. Um, you've always told me I could do it, even though I don't believe in myself. So... I, I, I could count on, I, I could count several times where you've, you've, you probably don't remember these conversations, even yeah. uh, going back as a child um, and, and, and First Haitian Baptist Church and to like going to high school. Um, keep in mind, Amir used to give me uh, a ride to high school freshman <laughs> <with my> year. <laughs> so, I've always looked, I've never had brothers, but you are one person I've always considered as one of my brothers. Um, um, and you've always, always gave me good, good advice and always encouraged me. So, um, so you, you, you can take some credit and me having this entrepreneur spirit because um, there's a lot of times where you're going to want to do things that you you feel inside that you have the capacity to do it, but you also need a village or a group of people that you could fall back on that can give you good sound advice and give you encouragement. So um, I appreciate you, brother. No, I appreciate it. No problem. No, no, that's facts, man. Thank you very much, man. Because uh, I know how, you know, we, you know, us being um, descendants of Caribbean Haitian parents, right? So we all come from the same community. And one thing is, is when you go to Haiti, and I've been to Haiti several times, so it's always like a community of people, right? So, and I think we have that spirit in us as being the descendants of Haitian. And I think with our generation, with the technology, us being, us being born here too, um, you know, well, not, all of, not all of us. <laughs> well, not, I mean, I mean, not, uh, yeah, not all of us, obviously, but the ones that are, are and even yeah. the ones that come, even the ones that come, because we've had, there's a lot of successful ones that come from Haiti and their success stories too. And because of the time that we're living, with the technology we have and, and the, the, all this stuff that we have out there that's helped progress us, right? So yeah. That's, yeah, so that's always, that's why I've always been, that's why me and you always, you know, we're like brothers, bro, because we we have that same mindset, right? We're like, okay, me and you always talk. When we do talk, we're always talking about, okay, it's about generational wealth, right? So that's why when it comes to even capital, small business, right? Um, they, they don't have, there's like this, this information lacking when it comes to even small business getting out there. So that's why, like if you know something, I know something. We knowledge share. That's how we all grow, and we grow together as a community, right? So I was exactly. like, yeah. So, like, how does like tell us about these? Um, like, how did you get into? You ventured into this um, type of business. All right. Well, uh, it, it really starts in the beginning. Uh, like I uh, like I said before, me and you we grew up um, together. Um, since way back, um, I remember even sharing seats on the bus, and you, you, me, and my sister, and you would just 
make sure everything goes well with us, make sure we get to class. But it's that sense of community. And uh, one thing when we lived in Jackson Plaza, I've always looked up to, it would, it, it'd be a disservice if I didn't mention these people, um, like the Mapepe's and, and these Haitian leaders that, you know, they came over here with nothing. Yep. But they still would come over to the apartment in their big minivans, whether they're coming from Miami, yeah. Fort Lauderdale, or Immokalee, wherever. And they would they would come to the community. I, I really remember everyone that lived in the community, and they would just open up their van and and bring, bring things. Because at the time, we didn't have, like... Haitian restaurants like we well now we do in Fort Myers or Haitian retail stores where you can go get your food that you're used to eating from your original um, culture Haiti so I've always looked up to these people and I'll always be like man that is awesome they, they just go around they have a client base they're in demand they know the community they know what the community needs and these folks had no issue with hey I writing up IOU notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there used to be in that little, that was in that folder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had yep. a notebook and every, everyone knew what you owed. And and even at church, um, my cousin Elon's mom, God bless her uh, soul. I mean, every day after church, she had the bonbons, the tablets, um, and, and it was just a commerce thing and it was nothing, you know, you go to church, you know, you're going to get your Haitian snacks. So I've always been fascinated, um, in all aspects of business. Um, so, but one thing I've learned with business, um, coming up in the years and all the different ventures, the, the hardest, my biggest pain point starting uh, a business or, you know, any startup is capital and having access to capital. Um, and that's something we're not taught. Um, yes, everyone knows you can go to a bank and go get a loan, but on a, on a business side, we don't know what are the, the steps to going ahead and having those access to those capital. And a lot of folks don't even know that, you know, 70% of small businesses that do go to the bank and ask for capital, they get declined. Um, and and that's where I felt like there was a need um, and there was a demand and it was good for me in a sense because now I understand all the working on being able to finance equipment or being able to create a business, whether it's S-Corp or the difference between C-Corps mm -hmm. and um, understanding how to transfer some of those personal liability onto the business side. Um, and that way and have the business take it upon itself on the expense side. So over the years, this is the reason I transitioned. Hopefully, I know I gave you a long winded. No, um, no, good, good, bro. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really what got me into um, business funding. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Um, I've done everything from medical billing, where I'm helping small businesses, small, small physicians with uh, whether internal chiropractors or physicians with their medical billing and coding, um, and also handling their account receivable. Um, 
and because I went to school, so I have a um, background in health information. Yes. And um, being able, when I first started that out, you know, I would have done so much better by the knowledge I know now. Because sometimes having the doctors upgrade, a couple of years ago, you know, they, the United States upgraded the medical codes and Obamacare and a lot of things changed where these doctors were required to get electronic medical records. Okay. Um, and these platforms, these systems cost anywhere from 10000 to $20,000. So a lot of these doctors didn't have the, f- the, the, the funds as um, most people think doctors are rich and they're loaded, but they're just like any other um, business. And there's always going to be some cash flow issues uh, only because whenever you're, you're dealing with insurance, private pay, you know, folks take their time to pay you, insurance pay you what they want to pay you. So doctors are seeing a lot of patients and not really seeing a lot of funds coming in and they still have overhead they still have a staff so um that was very rewarding being able to help those guys out bringing down their uh rejection rates down making sure their staff know the correct codes and uh, making sure that they're not overcoding because in that field if you overcode it it's governed by um the government so you can get in trouble really easy with insurance fraud just putting different codes so you could get more money from the insurance so um i did that and that was i i still have clients where i still consult and that and um something i know me and you've been talking about um i've also do a little wholesaling i've gone virtual um or helping folks that are in need um as far as foreclosure so um there's there's just a lot of things i've done in the past but all of it came um, back to being able to have capital because any business that you do run you will need some type of capital and without capital in a business I feel like your business has it's like a cancer because you need a you need branding that's going to cost you money you need inventory especially now with everyone going into the e-commerce Um, E-commerce is heavily driven by inventory and inventory requires cash flow or some capital. So, um, so that's, that's really why I got into funding business and helping small businesses. Um, Cause I, 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 I firmly believe that small businesses is the lifeline of our country. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, man, there was, there was a, there was a lot of, points there that you made. So one thing I, I commit is that entrepreneurial spirit you talked about, you know, these patients in the community and how they came in. And I remember it, it was that that's that I had a nostalgia moment <laughs> there. Just, <laughs> just um just reminiscing on how you know these people just came. You know, they yeah, came exactly. from, they came from nowhere and now they were they were leaders in our community uh and then the fact Killers. you talked about <laughs> yeah the fact you talked about your experience but you know one thing you mentioned there's one there's a few things i pull out of here you mentioned 70 percent of small business owners give the clock yeah you know and 
you mentioned uh, doctors having cash flow issues, and I can and I can actually relate to that. Um, I've had a conversation with a doctor in the past, and it was something along the lines of um, them. Ultimately, they just was like, you know, I, I don't have I don't have the money like that. And you're thinking, yeah. doctor, this is doctor. Doctors should be taking, making a lot of money, right? But that's not that's not the reality of it. They're just like you, know, you and I. And you talked about the medical billing and how you you that you built the skill set there. And and um, I have Jim Rohn. I listen to him a lot. And one thing he says is um, it's, it's the value you are to the market what determines what you get paid, right? And exactly. the more, more skill sets you have, the more valuable you are to the market. And that was interesting how you're able to branch out to that to to um, doctors. And then you talked about a little bit about wholesaling and how now you're you're doing that and e-commerce you're right right now ever since the covid uh e-commerce has business has boomed i mean you think about companies like amazon <laughs> amazon um, they beat their quarterly earnings recently amazon these companies facebook all these companies because and they they took that to their advantage the internet and as you can see with the quarantine everybody being home people are not able to get out so what do you do you get online everything from netflix you get your food delivered to you um you so if you're not really trying to get yourself out there in the e-commerce business especially as a small business owner you're doing a disservice to yourself because right now that's where the world it's not even, it, it's been there, but I think now with COVID, it, it just only um, made the situation, it only sped up, it sped it up that now e-commerce is a big platform. So, and exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so thank yeah. you. And uh, um, piggybacking about what you said, uh, you know, you got e-commerce, like, um, you know, folks know about Amazon, but you got companies like Shopify, where you're able to set up your um, brick and mortar online and um, really be able to have an access to a client base that now the mom and pop store doesn't have to be local. They could be national or even international, depending on the product. So embracing technology and embracing knowledge, um, I'm a firm believer in um, self-help books and, and, and reading books and reading, um, listening to people like um, Joe, what was his name you said again? Jim Rome. Jim, Jim Rome, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, I remember the first time I read the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, it was like, man, this is the best book besides the Bible. It yeah. felt like it, like everything I've always felt. Cause I, I my father, is 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 almost the same type of guy that just believe in working hard for a company and and getting paid and getting benefit but i've always found it like i've never understood why you would want to work for somebody else's dream because the moment you clock in you are actually you know working someone else's dream um so that's always bothered so that's why i've always had that entrepreneurial uh, mindset um i have to mention his name jeed i mean he's a pillar um i remember going into his stores he'd always have small conversation with me and i used to love seeing how he used to have his sons 
behind the counter. And I always found that fascinating. Like you could have a small business where everyone in your family could work and, and, and also doing the community a, a service. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's that entrepreneurship and, and you mentioned that about when it comes to cocking in and then you're working on someone else's dream. And I think that's when I look at some of these people in the Haitian and especially in the Haitian community, like these people you mentioned, like she, um, I, I never really, I never saw him really had a job. I always knew he always had some type of business he was doing. And yes, he had the radio station, he had the grocery store, yeah. he had like, he was doing taxes. And I've always found that fascinating. And, um, and he always had different cash flows and different streams of income. Who know? He probably had some rental property. Yeah. Because uh, I know even going, and then he even had, you know, he worked with immigration, helping folks with their paperwork. So I've always found that fascinating. And I've never limited myself to be like, hey, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do this for the next 60 years. If anything, when I go into a job, um, the, my mindset is to learn everything um, that makes this company successful. Learning about KPIs, um, learning about customer acquisition, uh, retention, um, learning management skills, learning how to, you know, um, public speaking, present, selling, these are all skill sets that you are working a nine to five that you are gaining and you can translate that to your five to nine when you get home and apply those skill sets to something that's going to pay you and your family and your gen uh, generations to come. Yep. So I've always gone into a, a, a job setting um, to get as much resource and learn as much so then I can apply it to my own business. And that's what that's why I feel like I was able to navigate in different industries and work with different professionals because I was able to bring those skill sets um, that I've learned in the past yeah. and apply them. Yeah, and if I, if I'm glad you mentioned that when it comes to the learning at a job. And I currently... I currently work in processing systems. You know how many times now if I go into a business, I would say pre-COVID, and I'm like, this the process could be so much better. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I spend, and that's what gave me the idea, especially at the small business level, is to be able to help some of these small business owners because I currently work in processing systems. Because that's what's always being taught to you. And, and you, you need to learn that, you need to take that. Well, you know that's a skill set I can learn and apply that into my business. I think the thing is though, sometimes some people they spend too much time learning at a at a job, and then they don't go build on their dream. And yeah, sometimes that's good. It's not that's not every, for everyone because building a business, or becoming an entrepreneur, is not very easy. But I think that you know we're all born with a gift. You could, especially if you die today tomorrow your job will be posted. So I think that sometimes with me, that scares me because, all right, so if I leave, if I, something happens to me, they can just find somebody else to replace me. Whereas you can't leave a job for your kids or for the next generation. And I think as like our generation, uh, this, is, um, this is a perfect opportunity for us to keep that, 
keep that train going, keep on, keep the next generation striving, next generation striving, and so on and so on. Because that's how long we're going to progress humanity. And exactly. And if you look at it too, look at you know, with um, now we're talking about COVID, how some of these big businesses are still thriving, right? And then you have some of these small businesses that are struggling. That are so. That's something that we. You putting that focus and making getting into that market, I think that is that is great, and, and I and I do appreciate the fact that, you know, you're taking your talents and the skill sets and you're actually applying it to who really needs it. Because there's there's somebody out there, a small business owner, that needs this type of information when it comes to business and so on, right? So yeah, I have a question. So my question to know now with the PPP small business loan has i guess like what's the i want to say difference between the two when it comes to what you do and i know that this the ppp business loan was a loan that was given to the government right i mean that was given to a small business loan that's what i meant to say um but it was provided by the government so uh is your is your funding along that type of line um so a great question so the PPP was a, a fund that was set up by the government small business association um, um, to combat what's going on with uh, this coronavirus and helping small businesses um, stay afloat during um, shutdowns and during a lack of demand with people going out. So yes, we do offer uh, PPP type of loans where some part of it is forgiven now the sba has i think they're they're trying to the governments are uh, trying to go for a third round where they are going to provide more more um funding for those small businesses but with that being said so many people lost so much opportunity for qualify for these funds because they didn't have their business set up correct so many people are doing businesses as um sole proprietary they don't have things like the basics as far as okay are you a s corp or c corp they don't have a lot of businesses and this is one of the reasons why a lot of businesses don't get qualified for lending through the banks because they don't have a, a an official address where the business is located. They don't have an EIN number, which is basically a social security for your business. So even to get those PPP, if you don't have an EIN number, uh, you don't have a court, uh, a business, an entity set up, you're not going to be eligible for that. So it's those small things that folks small businesses that I come across um, that I'm helping them and I consult them a lot of people don't even know how to start even building business credit um, they don't even know that you know business credit and personal credit is totally different um, okay. as for with personal credit it's governed through Experian trans transunion and uh, Equifax but on the business side it's 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 Equifax, Dun & Bradstreet, and Experian Business. Mm. And 
on the personal side, your credit score is basically based on 450 all the way to 800. On the business side, it's based on zero to 100 scale. Hmm. So, so if you don't have certain things set up, you know how you on your personal side of credit, if you you could have a 700 credit score, and you didn't you didn't purchase anything, you didn't so you still have good credit. But on the business side, it's not looked that way. So if you have a business and you don't have no established credit, you're at a zero. So that's why a lot of people are getting declined because um, okay. they don't know how to build up that business credit. And there are steps to it. Um, and you have to have the proper paperwork. You have to have a business account. So there's a lot of folks that commingle their personal and their business um, accounts to where it's a nightmare for their CPA or even when it's time to do their taxes. Um, and it's just things like that. And a lot of people have businesses where they think they just could write off everything. Well, if you're writing off everything, why would a bank want to lend you money? Because on paper, you have no cash flow. You don't have no deposits coming in. You're right now. So it's those small things that people take on the personal side and they think they can bring it on the business side. But it's it's a totally different game. And um, and that's those are some of the big things that I see why people aren't getting funded. Um, but the good thing about it is once you start building your business credit, I mean, you're you're getting jumbo loans like it can start from 50K all the way to $250,000. So, so that's why I say if someone's going to start a business, make sure you do your due diligence. Make sure you have your um, paperwork in. Um, and as far as having a real business, having a website, having a having a phone number, um, being able to Google you, because that's the first thing they're going to do. These these um, these commercial loans, they need to know that, OK, this is a actual business. This is not a mom and pop. So if they Google your business and you registered it under your house with your house address, when they look it up, now they just see your house as place of business. So there's different things that you can do to overcome those obstacles and be able to um, get more funding from the banks or your local bank. Man, Manny, this was good stuff you had there, brother. The business being set up incorrectly. So if you're a small business owner and you want to make sure you have all that information set up, reach out to this guy because this guy will be able to help you. Uh, the building, the, the business credit, the zero to 100, I actually didn't even know that. So that was some take, that's actually a takeaway for me to even know that. And you talked about how some people commingle their personal and their 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 business. And that is so true. And it, it's so, it, it could be so tempting for a small business owner uh, to do that. But you just have to have that willpower or not because you don't want, when it comes to tax time and all this extra stuff you have to do in your CPA, it's, it's just, you want to make things as easy as everyone. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it's your responsibility as a business owner. Exactly. Um, yeah, you exactly. Talk, yeah, you talked about the write off everything. <laughs> and I think that's a misconception um, when people start a business that they look at it as, okay, when I have a business, 
uh, I can just write off as many things as I want. And you come to find out that is not how this works. Um, and I've had to learn that myself. There's only so much you can write off. You can, but you better have a lot of proof too for it too. So, yeah, documentation, yes, for sure. Yeah, so those three was very, so if you're a small business owner, reach out to this, reach out to Manny Bonellis, if he can help you, and he's a, he's a good guy, he cared, and obviously you can see that the fact that his company, they're willing to help those people that are getting declined from these small business, from these banks, and to the fact that you now, you don't, you have more options. You know, as a small business owner, you have other options. So it's not just, okay, I can just, if I get declined, that's it, my dreams are dead. No, you have other options. So you can reach out to Manny Bonellas. Where could people find you and your company, Manny? Um, actually, we have a website. It's um, accesscapitalgroupinc.com. Um, we're on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. You can connect with me. Um, yeah, uh, on our website for sure. It's a good place. And one more thing I want to piggyback on the zero to 100. Believe it or not, most most banks, if you're not at the 50 to 70 points um, grading scale, uh, it's pretty much automatic decline. Mm. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. Building that business credit is very important. And um, learning, learning your QuickBooks now you can write off a lot of things, but it's like you said, you're going into business for profit. So you have to, it has to be a balance. Um, and and there's, with technology and smartphones, there's technologies like QuickBooks Mobile now, where as soon as you fill up, you could, you know, take a picture of the receipts. Um, I know mileage, as soon as you drive, you can press start and it'll track it, GPS start it. So there are things uh, that you can do to protect yourself when it does come to um, tax times. But just be mindful that the business is not there just for you to pull money out whenever you want willy-nilly um, or writing off everything. Um, and if people really understood the power of owning a business, it, it would it would it would be a game changer especially in our community because there are so much benefits to having a small business as far as being able to you know pay your child imagine being able to pay your child up to twelve thousand dollars tax-free right. um, if you're able to do it correctly through your business or imagine being able to build a business and use it as leverage to gain more more capital uh, whenever you want to invest into other other things whether it's real estate or whether it's a uh, commercial building whatever it is so these these things just having a small business is 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 a big thing and that's why as a child i always looked up to those small business owners that was in our community because a lot of them came from Miami, West Palm, bigger cities, and they were able to do, they were able to be responsible with their capital, save it, and reinvest into more inventory, and then be able to go out to other markets, smaller markets like Naples, Immokalee, Fort Myers, and grow their business. So 
Um, yeah, man, I've been inspired by so many great, um, great Haitian leaders that probably didn't even know that I looked up to them. But like I said, I mean, um, man, I remember most of my out- outfits for church came out off of somebody trunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Were they coordinated? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the tie, with the with the little rubber band tie, the shirt, <laughs> and then the shoes. I mean, and and you'd be like, man, like I just got like two church outfits, um, and I didn't even go to Miami or or Fort Lauderdale, so. Yeah, so, I mean, small businesses, like I said, it's a big pillar in any community. And um, and another reason I love small businesses is because even if you look into history, even the civil right movement, it, would, it wouldn't even be possible without small businesses. Um, the reason Martin Luther King was able to go to these different places and and, and, and fight for our rights was because there were small businesses that owned factories or owned churches or owned the bakery. And they were able to get like-minded people to have private meetings and, and plan. And, and so small businesses in the African, um, African-American community and even the Caribbean community or any immigrant community has always been the heartbeat of the community because that's usually where you're gonna get the most information. Um, that's where you're gonna be able to source your source some type of capital, whether it's calm, <laughs> having to send your money back to Haiti, you know yep. what I mean, <laughs> or having having you know real estate land uh, where you can rent out retail stores for a bakery. Or, or, or a Haitian store or whatever it is. So small businesses is just, that's why I have, I'm very passionate about it because I'm, I'm a small business. So uh, with everything I'm, I've learned um, as far as being able to get capital, uh, it would be a, it would be against everything I believe to not be able to share that with everybody else trying to come up. Awesome, brother, man. Thank you very much, man, for coming on the podcast and bringing this knowledge. You know, you know what you brought on the podcast, man, with some good takeaways. Like I said, I knew once I sent the invitation to you, you were the guy because you, you know, you always had that information sharing. You always were that type of guy, person. So really do appreciate, you know, coming on the podcast and sharing this information, man. So thank you very much. And um, no, thank you. And then, so just to close out, uh, question. So I have three questions for you. Okay. Now, what's on, what's one thing on your bucket list that you would love to do right now? Um, number one on my bucket list is to um, go ahead and get my private pilot license. Okay. Um, that's something I've been um, putting on a back burner. Um, but yeah, that's my ultimate bucket list. I'm actually um, registered with a couple of courses to start that by the end of the year or next year. Um, the goal is to become a private pilot and be able to uh, spread my wings. 
literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was always, there was, I know there was a joke sometimes, Haitians don't like, um, they don't like air. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you talk to you, so when you said private pilot, man, that's because uh, I've been in the air three times, so I've skydived for the air three times. So, <laughs> so we're just, we're just this new type of Haitians out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What one word as an entrepreneur? Say that again. Now, what is one word as an entrepreneur? You would. Uh, my one word would be integrity. Um, with integrity, um, being an entrepreneur, it's a lot easier, um, and it makes it a lot more difficult because you will want to take shortcuts. You will want to um, do things that you know, maybe you wouldn't want to uh, normally do, but for some reason, once you start seeing that cash flow when things start happening, um, sometimes it turns turns you to your worst person. So I say as an entrepreneur, just be, um, just have integrity and be in it for the long haul and try not to short uh, cut corners and treat people like you want to be treated. So that's why I say integrity. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you, bro. That, that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> uh, one actionable book you recommend for entrepreneurs? Oh, there's so much, so many, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you real quick. Um, okay. If you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you did not also read the uh, four quadrants, the employee, self-employed, yes. Um, businessman and investor, you are doing yourself a disservice. I feel like that's one of the books. That's one of my books that I read once a year or every six months. Um, and I learned something new. And it's also helped me transition from being an employee and then being self-employed. Because what people, self-employed, those are the folks like the doctors and the dentists and the contractors. Um, but you want to transition yourself into a business. And what is a business? A business is something that could be ran whether you're there or not. Yes, and then the investor, which is the ultimate goal for any entrepreneur, is where you're able to now um, use all those resources, all that capital, and reinvest it and make your money work for you. Because um, no one could work harder than money. So, yep. um yeah, so the the quadrant that's probably the the my number one book. I say, hey, if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, read the Four Con um, Quadrant, because in the Rich Dad Poor Dad, he he kindly goes over it, but in that book, he goes into great details, and you learn tax advantages, you learn how to build systems and how to build a team, and what next steps you're supposed to be taking once you move out of one quadrant to another. So that's my go-to. Yes, yes, the cash flow quadrant, and you're right about that. That book, he mentions it, mentions it, the four quadrants and rich dad poor dad. But he went in so much more details, and he actually went each quadrant in details. That's why I love so much about that book. That book is, you know, is very actionable. I'll put that in the show notes. But again, man, thank you, Manny. I do appreciate you coming on the podcast, brother. I really do. Thank you very much you know, for coming in here, bringing in some of this information. Uh, again, share with us where people can find your company. Yes, you can find, 
online, of course, at www.accesscapitalinc.com. You could also give me an email, ebanellis at accesscapitalgroupinc.com. Um, and also we're on Facebook, Access Capital Group Inc. Um, yeah, so you could shoot me a DM or instant message or whichever. Um, but I really want to thank you for even um, having me on your podcast. It was an honor. And um, I look forward to seeing more episodes and see where this goes and how much it grows. And uh, I've even had a podcast in the back burner and you've kind of sparked that for me to get that going. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully I could come back on the show. And thank you again for inviting me. Oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Man. So, so next time, everyone, this is the guy. If you, you need help with any type of business funding, reach out to Manny. I'll also put his information in the show notes. This is a great guy. He's a good person. You will learn a lot from. So everyone, now it's up to you to take that action. Until next time, talk to you later. enjoyed this episode with Lenny Bonellis as he brought some really good value and some things that I even I did not know. Okay. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at the Amir Estimo on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook at Amir Estimo. We also have a Facebook group called Think Generational Wealth. You can reach me out at LinkedIn, Amir Estimo. You can also reach me on Twitter, AECEO0128 at Twitter. Also, again, to help get the word out with this podcast, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast to the end of this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, whether you're on Spotify or on Apple. All reviews are good. Whether it's good or bad, it's only going to help me get better as a podcast host. So thank you very much. You could have been doing anything in this world. But the fact that you took the time to listen to this podcast, I really do appreciate. Much love and positive vibes your way. Thank you.